Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is a Lip Media Podcast. I swear a lot, so if you don't like swearing, don't listen to this podcast. Okay, bye. Fuck off and die, I hope you have a shitty life. Fuck off and die, I hope that you can drag me kite. Fuck off and die, I hope you have really bad sex. Fuck off and die, I hope you never pay your heads. Fuck off and 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 die. Hello, it's Sarah here. Welcome to the FOD Pod. Usually we talk with you about breakups with human people, but... For the next few episodes, we're going to be talking about breaking up with our lives. I'm here with Jade. Hi! Not in the flesh. Nope, not in the flesh. We are socially isolating because we're responsible citizens. Uh, so I get to look at her beautiful face, but I don't get to smell her. Yeah, we're, we're currently chatting online and recording our session to bring you this pod. Yeah, because we had, um, it actually wasn't our idea. It was um, a guy I don't know's idea, a friend of yours who's a sound guy. Elliot. Elliot legend. Thank you, Elliot. And also this whole concept was his idea as well. Thanks for your ideas. The idea of breaking up with your life. Yeah, which is something that I think we are all doing right now. We're all in different phases of it. Um, So many of us have lost our jobs. Uh, So many of us are now predominantly staying at home. And life as we know it has changed. And it's continuing to change. Like every day we get a new update about what we're not allowed to do anymore. We realised that a lot of our friends, and including us, were going through similar... It felt like similar stuff to what we go through when we do go through a breakup because it's a big change and that's what a breakup is and, and so is this. So I guess we're here to give you some big love and to just say that if you're feeling insane right now, you're not alone. Everyone is feeling pretty fucking weird because life has become very, very strange. Yeah. It's like the ground underneath us is just falling away. So we're going to follow the same sort of trajectory as the old podcast. And um, usually in this segment, I would uh, give you an exercise from Fuck Off and Die, the book that would help you through your breakup. So I thought that today what I would do is go through something that Jade made a couple of days ago, and it's the Kubler-Ross Stages of Grief. She created this really awesome infographic. Um, And if you do want to follow along while you're listening, you can see it on our blog or on our Instagram or on our Facebook. Yeah, we pretty much slut it around everywhere. I'm going to just read it out to you. Okay. We're all breaking up with our lives right now, which means you're probably grieving this intense and rapid change. Even though we all grieve differently, here are some of the stages you may go through. Say hello to... The Kubler-Ross Grief Cycle Corona Edition. Oh, can I say the words with you, the titles with you? Okay. Do we have to to count? You know how I'm so bad at this. No, we can do this. Ready? Go. Denial. Denial. (laughs) Denial. Okay, that didn't work. Carry on as you were. I just get so... We have to clap before we start the podcast to make sure it's in sync. And I can't do it. We tried it for like five minutes. I just get so nervous. Either Sarah has no rhythm or there's actually a delay in our online chat that's making it hard for us to actually create a real-time I think it, clap. it might be both. 
Okay, so denial. It's just a flu that makes old people die. Everyone needs to calm the fuck down. Did you feel like this? Yeah, yeah. I I love denial. It's my comfy place. I sat there for quite a long time and was pretty slow to kind of twig to how serious things were about to become. Yeah, well, it's hard to know because one thing is the media sensationalizes everything. So I was like, well, they're just doing that again. Yeah. And I also sometimes... I like to think of it as rebellion. Like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm so rebellious. I'm not buying into this crap, but it's mm. just denial. Anger! Which we said really happily. Our byline for anger, or the content we wrote, is why is this happening? What is ScoMo even doing? Why did I think watching Contagion was a good idea? You did watch Contagion, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I leaned into the crazy and it was a huge mistake. <laughs> I, watched th- I watched that before the world became germophobic and it made me not want to touch anything on public transport. Shit. There's also a really good scene where Gwyneth Paltrow is dead and they just focus way too hard on her corpse face. It's probably the longest single scene in the film, actually. <laughs> It's like a four to five second shot of just a stationary dead face. Yeah, and then I just think about Goop. I wonder what kind of health advice she's giving people right now. It's probably horrendous. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, what? wait. Are you gonna are you gonna talk about whether you experienced anger? Uh, yeah, I, I've actually been experiencing anger through the whole thing, on and off. Like yesterday, I was feeling very irritable. I've I've gotten angry at people going to the supermarket and buying all the shit up. Yeah, I do feel like quite. I I don't want to say it's unjustified rage, but I do feel quite pissed off intermittently about that stuff. Yeah, I, I've been furious. Which I think is completely understandable. I think the point, the point of me going through these stages is just to show that whatever you are feeling is completely understandable and just give yourself space um, to feel these emotions. I felt all of them. That's why I felt the need to make the chart because I was like, why am I going through all these emotions so quickly? Usually I like to not feel emotion and now I'm feeling all of them at once, which is why I did the research and found, found the grief cycle because I was like, I just I, I don't understand what's happening to me. So the third stage is bargaining. bargaining. Woo! And I mean, we say these as a joke, but uh, I actually think you just have to fucking laugh about this stuff. Otherwise, you end up crying, which I have also done. I've been crying so much. Um, so bargaining. <laughs> if I buy enough toilet paper, maybe I won't get sick. That's sort of one of the things I've had to understand is that, you know, to counter my anger towards, I don't know, people panic buying things, I think, well, everyone's scared and, and everyone deals with fear and the unknown in different ways. Yeah, I tried to move house last week. Oh, it was, in, it was insane. I tried to panic move. <laughs> she panic moved. <laughs> I was like, if I move house, everything will be okay. And I think we were all watching you and I think a lot of us were saying, you know, maybe this isn't the time to upheave your life. And then I got angry. Yeah. And also just moving in with a bunch of strangers you don't know, being trapped with them. It sounds like the uh, premise of a horror movie. Yeah, it does. I can see that now. (laughs) This is making me feel so down. Come on, let's do the next one. Upbeat, upbeat. Let's go. One, two, three. Depression. 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 Um, Okay, what did we write for that? I'm going to die in isolation alone and my cats will eat my dead body. This was a really big one for me. I don't have a cat, but I... I mean, that's a normal fear for me. I fear that all the time. <laughs> oh. 
the, I guess I didn't think I'd die alone. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to die alone with my dad because I'm living with my dad right now because I just went through a breakup. So I had to leave my beautiful home and move in with my dad who has just gone through a divorce and lives in a pimping penthouse apartment with a lot of expensive melee appliances. I've dedicated a lot of time to working out how to use them. Cool. Do you want to talk about depression though? Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. Fine. Like, no, not really. Not really. No, I actually, one of the things I talked about with my therapist was just how, um, this is, this is kind of hard to talk about, but seeing everyone sort of bunkering down with their families made me really feel like I was alone. And I, I'm someone that's always wanted to have children. That's making me angry. That's actually an anger trigger for me. Oh, it makes me sad. No, I'm right. getting, I'm getting a cr- <laughs> Sarah's doing desk I'm yoga getting a cramp because I'm sitting in my fucking bed because that sound guy said we should sit on our beds to, to absorb Elliot. the sound, even though Jade's in her office booming her voice off the... <laughs> yeah, I chose to... I chose you said to the rules and then you just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, but that's why yeah. I love you. Anyway, it's also where I'm getting a cramp. Okay, so you're feeling depressed because you're watching people bunker down with their loved ones? I don't think it... I'm not going to say it's depression, but I feel, I felt sad and I felt a longing. And I guess because we don't know how long this is going to go for. Yeah. It's like all of us singles have now got our dating lives just indefinitely postponed. Yeah. I mean, I do have one friend that somehow has just met someone because she actually, and I love this, she was feeling vulnerable, put a call out on Facebook saying she didn't feel very good. And this beautiful man who had been admiring her from afar and it's not creepy because she does like him they have connected and are now potentially well they're courting that's very sweet but they cannot touch each other (laughs) they i think they are (laughs) your body your choice friend corona courtship um but yeah that feeling of real sadness about i just felt really alone and also i hate to say it but i was feeling jealous of people that had families and i feel shameful for feeling those feelings you're allowed to have feelings. Yeah, it's just what I was going through. And sometimes when we feel jealous, it's like it just helps us identify what it is we really want. I agree. Um, but then also just reminding myself that, you know, this is where we are now. It's not where we're going to be forever. The other thing that I think is coming up for people a lot at the moment in the depression category is just like coming to terms with the idea of your own mortality. Yeah, true. The idea that you or someone you know could die from this. And that is a heavy, heavy thing to be contemplating. Yeah. I mean, statistically, most of us won't die, but I wish I hadn't brought it up at all. Well, I think it needs to be brought up. Isn't that the point of this? Bringing up the stuff that... Oh, it's so heavy though. feels hard to talk about. It is heavy. But also, like you say, not a, a lot of us may not pass away as a result of it. It's not enough though, is it? A lot of us not passing away isn't enough. Well, maybe it'll just be like friends of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be like... Maybe if it'll it's, just if it's be just Karen. Karen from HR, then we'll be like, oh, that was enough to make me feel like I need to live my life, but not. I, I don't have to um, descend into a huge grief cycle because it's like a family member or someone really close to me. I mean... It's hilarious, but Karen also has a family. No, it is sad. It is sad. And I, I do hope that Karen doesn't pass away um, wherever she is. I'm sure she's feeling a little shiver down her spine. Sending love to all the Karens in this world. I'm so sorry that your name got picked. But yeah, I guess a part of it as well that I think of is it makes you appreciate life. I know that sounds super trite, but we have 
lived lives where like our generation hasn't really seen has never seen war or really a lot of hardship at all i mean i had to line up at the apple store like a couple of months ago for like 20 minutes and it definitely felt like hardship to me i'm so sorry you had to go through that thank you for validating my feelings your feelings matter also um (laughs) apple get your shit together oh do you want to say it together yeah okay one two three acceptance And that says, I am Mad Max. This is my life now. That was written by uh, Josh Edge, a friend of ours. AKA Mad Max. Excuse my dog barking in the background. The beauty of home recording. (laughs) Do you feel like you're accepting things? Um, Yeah, I've landed in Mad Max territory now. After my crazy panic attempt at moving last week, once I let go of that, I've actually found this real sense of peace, Mm. actually. Um, like I'm just surrendering to the apocalypse and like just waiting to see what comes next. I think that's really cool. I was just going to say, I think I have moments of acceptance and they're getting longer and longer. And I feel like in this case, it's more surrender than acceptance. It's like, it's not an acceptable situation in any stretch of the imagination, but it's just surrendering to that it is. We don't like it, but it is. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I... A part of me feels like change is probably one of the only constants in life and this is such a huge change and we're all learning to adapt and be resilient and to surrender, as you say, and I think that's a really powerful and beautiful thing. That's the thing. On an individual basis, these things happen to people all the time. People lose their jobs. People get sick. People, um, you know, have to stay in because of whatever reasons. People become isolated. But the difference is now it's happening to us all at once. Yeah, which is so fucking weird. It's become a, like, what's usually a private tragedy has become a universal experience. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah, we've all, we're all going through it at the same time. And tell you what, when you get to surrender, it feels great. Yeah, just give up and get weird. Get weird! Woo! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so now we're up to the section where I try to be an expert in everything, even though I have zero qualifications in anything except for design, and answer questions from our listeners. We have actual people that respond. We have real questions now. So I feel like I want to kind of do a rapid fire on some of these questions that kind of have repeated themes. How do you feel about that? So since you have the questions in front of you and I don't, does that mean you're just going to rapid fire and then answer yourself? Can you use different voices? No, we can still discuss it. Oh, okay. (laughs) You can still be involved. I don't care. No, I'm just trying to imagine you just being like, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm just going to cut you out of the podcast now. And it's my (laughs) podcast. Listen to question. How do you learn to spend time by yourself and enjoy it? What's the answer? Ha, if I only I knew. <laughs> How do you, well, you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert. 
So I feel like that question's I'm yeah. like it's a no brainer. It's spending time on your own is awesome. I love it and I do it a lot. I do little things like I have little hobbies. So one of my favorite things is I listen to a podcast. Um, often it's my favorite murder or criminal. And then I draw. So I just draw shitty things and color them in using Sharpies so I can smell the Sharpies as well because it makes me feel like a little bit high. And I get so excited about doing that. And I'll light a candle and like have a wine and just set it all up. So creating a nice space for yourself? Yeah. So yeah, sort of creating like a little ritual around it. But finding those little things that you like, like is, is there something in the back of your mind that you've always wanted to do, but you've been too scared to do? And I think the first step... That you can do inside the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not fucking paragliding. Um, but the first step is to do it shit. It's more just about doing something and making something and not worrying about what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, for me, like you said, I'm, I'm very extroverted and I find it very hard when I don't spend time with people. So mm. this period of social isolation is going to be difficult for me. But that said, I also do spend a lot of time alone in my day-to-day life even before now because I work mostly from home and I live on my own. So I spend a lot of time by myself and occupying myself. One of the things that I've actually gone to as a resource is the School of Life actually did a book called How to Be Alone. Have you read it? Have I? Have you? I don't know. Have I? No. Sorry. It's just like you always, because you lend me the books and then I lend them back to you. So I'm like, have we done, have we swapped this book? How to Be Alone. No, I I haven't. I haven't read that. (laughs) I don't think I physically have this book. I think someone else might have loaned it to me. Yeah. Um, So no, I haven't loaned it to you. Um, we will put a link to it in the, um, show notes, but it actually, it's written by someone who is an introvert and loves being on their own. And it's basically about how much she loved moving to the country and living on her own. So, Mm. I mean, sometimes I guess as someone who's extroverted and finds it hard to imagine how you would even function in life completely alone, hearing someone else's story and how they enjoyed it might be helpful. Yeah, that's cool. But from a more practical perspective, we can probably give you some tips about what we do because we are both people that spend a reasonable amount of time on our own. I reckon the one thing that I do, I'm just trying to think of tangibles rather than wishy-washy shit, like just love yourself Mm. because, like, fuck that. How do you do that? Yeah, well, the podcast idea was tangible. I think for me, I I like to just stay really busy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I'm probably the wrong person to ask because I don't love spending time alone. So, yeah, my, I, I immerse myself in work. And if I run out of work to do, I create more work to do. I have more pets than I should so that I have people I have to look after. That Well, they're not people, but they're, you know, living things inside my house. I got plants, so I have yeah. even more things that I have to look after. Yeah. I think looking after things for me is actually very connective. Well, it's also something outside yourself. So... It's interesting because I think you saying, oh, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I don't like being alone. I think that probably makes you the best person to ask. Yeah. But doing doing stuff that is outside yourself is, I think, really good. But it's hard because obviously you can't leave the house. But even one thing that is useful is um, checking in on someone every day. I've been trying to do that, especially some of my friends who are just like new mums or... And then I feel really fucking good about myself because I feel like I'm reaching out to people and, and obviously they have an awesome time talking to me. <laughs> Well, yeah, this this period of social isolation has actually been very connective for me because as someone who needs a lot of social contact, I've just spent most of the time on the phone and also mm-hmm. um, FaceTiming people so that I can see their faces even though I can't touch them or lick them on their faces. 
<laughs> yeah, I think like even though you are, and this is what I was trying to get across in a blog we wrote the other day about, oh my God, I'm going to sneeze. Just a sec. <coughs> oh my God. Just, what were we talking about? Oh, that thing we were talking about, about being... I don't know. I've suddenly become worried that you might be ill. <sighs> I'm fine. My dad's a doctor, so he can get me drugs. He can get me a ventilator. Are you trying to get him banned from practicing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That whole thing of you may be alone, but you're not actually alone. I don't think that translates to you, but it translates to me. Like you may be physically on your own, but you're not alone. And reaching out to people, even if they're not in the, your immediate network, can be a really powerful thing to do, even if it's just a message. Uh, I think they will really appreciate it because they may be sitting at home feeling like they have no one to reach out to. And then by connecting, you can really combat those feelings of loneliness and sadness that many of us are feeling. One more thought on that as well is like, it's okay to feel lonely. Yeah, totally. When we're talking about accepting and surrendering to circumstance, a part of this as well is like there are going to be times where we do feel lonely and that's also okay. You don't want to stay in that feeling, but it's okay to have that feeling. That's really true, actually. And one of the things I do when I'm in that feeling is I talk to my inner child, um, which is a li- uh, basically a little cute version of me. When I'm alone, feeling lonely, it's usually that little child that's feeling lonely. And I say, hey, little Sarah, it's all good. How are you? And she'll be like, I feel really sad and lonely. And I'll give her a really big hug and I'll imagining, I will imagine myself hugging her and it makes me feel comforted. That is really sweet. I love that. I, I don't know if it sounds insane, but it, it really works for me. And I feel like... The, you sound crazy, but I love it. The other thing you can do, which I do, is I imagine myself in 30 years as it's like... Because I'm going to be like a totally hot, cute old woman. And I'm hugging myself now. And I'm saying, hey, it's all going to be okay. Because she knows. What's your quote, Sarah? I feel like uh, you're going to have this quote. So I'm really glad I get to go first. Oh my God. Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. I love that quote. I love it so much. <laughs> That's by Ryan and Maria Rilke. It's on the wall in your bedroom. It is on the wall in my bedroom. Um, I came across it for the first time when I watched Jojo Rabbit, which if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favour. It is the greatest film. How much should we love that film, Sarah? It is the most amazing movie. And that's how I found that quote. And I think a lot of people have found it to be really touching. Um, at the end of the movie, it comes up. It's a game changer, that film. That is such a great, great quote. I didn't have it, but I love, I'm so glad you did. (laughs) Oh, I thought you would have it. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I got in first. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just say it again? I just love hearing it. Yeah, we just, we did go on a bit after, didn't we? Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Let everything happen to you. And that whole thing of no feeling being final is so poignant for right now because we are feeling, I'm feeling so many, the feelings of loneliness, they will pass and I know they will pass, but sometimes it's easy to forget that. And also that let everything happen to you. Like it's, again, like just that feeling of surrender. Like sometimes there's nothing you can do in the moment, but survive and you get through it because it's not final. Yeah. I love that. Great quote. What's your quote? Um, so my quote is, got a couple of quotes i'm gonna go with this one do the best you can until you know better then when you know better do better and that's from maya angelou and i think in this time where we're constantly changing and adapting and 
getting new information, you know, like my swing from denial to acceptance has been in a like four day window. So now that I know better, I can do better and I'm starting to socially isolate. Mm. But yeah, it t- it's the time it takes for us each to get there. Yeah. And it's sort of also saying like, it's okay for how you may have behaved four days ago. Yeah. That's okay because that's what you knew at the time. Yeah. And now you know better. And, and be kind to each other as we go through this experience. Yeah, and I think that even though it sucks to say fuck off and die to our lives at the moment, we're doing it so that other people can keep their lives and have a better chance of staying healthy, which really means that everyone who's doing their bit is fucking awesome. This podcast was recorded long distance from our bedrooms because we can't sit together anymore. Our theme song was written by Naomi Robinson and Josiah Padmanabar. For more of our blogs or to check out our awesome shop, head to www.fodbook.com. Bye! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.